More than half of all companies globally are family-owned or operated. Family businesses contribute 70% of the world's GDP and account for 65% of jobs. Their voices are important. Their stories must be told. Brought to you by the award-winning publication, Tharavat Magazine. This is the Family Business Voice with your host, Ramya Elagami. On this episode of the Family Business Voice, Dr. Rania Labaki talks about how family businesses can support transformational leadership through governance, an exceptional skill in the face of disruption and adversity. Rania Labaki is the director of the Etec Family Business Center and associate professor of management at Etec Business School. She also sits on several boards, including those of the predominant academic journals devoted to family business, offering her expertise both in an advisory and editorial capacity. In her work with family businesses all over the world, she's seen transformational leadership in action and has cultivated a deep understanding of the structures that make that transformational leadership possible in the first place. Enjoy this episode with Rania. So Rania, thank you very much for joining us today on the Family Business Voice. Welcome back, I would say. You've been with uh, Tharawa Magazine, an author for Tharawa Magazine a few times already, but I think this is the first time on the podcast, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, I am delighted to be part of this podcast, uh, Rania, and to be back on track with you. (laughs) Thanks for being here. And you and I are going to talk about, I think, one of the most important topics or intersections between topics that I could think of that really sums up a little bit all the challenges that we've been through in this year, in 2020. We're going to talk about transformational leadership and the role of governance in supporting that transformational leadership, particularly as it pertains to the family business. And why do we, you and I, think that this is so important, which is going, I think, is going to become very apparent of our discussion uh, today. But I think maybe we should start by defining what we consider transformational leadership. So how is transformational leadership different from general leadership in the family business? How does it differ from what we normally consider the responsibilities of a leader in the family business? Yeah, so actually we can start with a basic understanding about what leadership is. And uh, leadership is really about uh, directing, about motivating and about stimulating the commitment of the followers, could be employees in an organization. And when we talk about transformational leadership, it's based on values. So it's a leadership which is um, driven by values. In the family business context, those values are, you know, of course, personal values, but also family values, social values, morality-based values. And uh, that's what makes, you know, the difference. In addition to that, uh, a transformational leader will uh, drive, uh, you know, the the followers towards uh, being um, also agents of change. Mm. And uh, he or she, of course, will be initiating a change that is needed and uh, will um, motivate the other followers to be part of this change and to to commit also to this change, a positive change, which could be on, on different levels. And it's a big requirement, isn't it? Like transformational leadership, I don't think that it's necessarily something that comes naturally. It needs a lot of input from the whole family. It needs a lot of uh, it needs a lot of personal growth. I think on the on the side of the of the leadership team, we're going to talk about that as well a little bit later on how that plays into it. 
Do you feel like in the, you know, the traditional type of leadership, how we've used to define it in the family business, like, do you feel like family business leadership has always had this side to it? Or do you feel like this is a new requirement that has now become very, very urgent in the face of the kinds of times that we live in? It is true that we live in uh, crisis times and crisis times, uh, usually leadership styles uh, evolve much faster. What needs to be taken into account is the fact that leadership style is not something static. It's something that evolves over time with the experience of the leader, with the context, but also with the needs of the family and the business. So we are currently going in crisis mode, let's put it this way. So the leader needs to adapt the style to this mode. And I think in crisis times, it's, um, it's even more, more important to take this into account. So a transformational leader might, uh, you know, uh, become authoritative, uh, you know, in the beginning of a crisis. So uh, he builds on his experience to clarify the problem, to explain the problem to, to the followers. And then, you know, change into, the, again, this transformational leadership style where he embraces everybody to be part of the discussion and uh, initiate, uh, um, you know, uh, solutions and uh, implement those solutions. So again, it's important to keep in mind an effective leader is not necessarily only a transformational leadership at all times. There could be some fluctuations and this is absolutely normal. I think it's very interesting, this, this sense of that there is, of course, a difference what qualities we seek uh, in a leader at different times, right? Like, so I think this tendency of saying, well, in times of crisis, we might be looking towards leaders that take the charge more clearly, that have a much more like that, that maybe voice their visions a little bit more loudly to give us a sense of security. Whereas in, in times where things are going relatively smoothly, we might want a more moderate leadership style or more moderate leadership mentality um that is more focused again on the on the long term so I, I think you're right like this this idea that the, we have to have an agile definition of what makes a good leader at what um, point in time however one thing that I think is a constant that you've mentioned um frequently as well in the past is that a leader without a supporting structure for his leadership or her leadership is going to fail of course so this is what brings us to the topic of governance and you mentioned it before the needs of the business, the needs of the family. And as we know, good governance, family governance, corporate governance actually is there to protect those needs and to protect those interests and to protect the relationships between owners and the operating business if there still is one. So if we draw this sort of like line now, Rania, and talk to us about what do you think are the roles of good governance in supporting transformational leadership? Like how can good governance truly enable transformational leadership instead of maybe hindering it in the worst case scenario? Yes, actually, uh, you just pointed out, uh, you know, something very, very important, you know, which is governance. And uh, indeed, governance structures can help in enabling transformational leadership at the family business, especially at the next generation level. But at the same time, uh, we need those governance structures to start uh, at some point in time. And for governance to, to be initiated, we need also a leader. Mm. So um, when we think about uh, leadership and family business, we can think about leadership in different systems at the business level, at the ownership level, but also at the family level. And uh, that's why we can have governance structures at those different uh, levels. And when we think about um, 
governing the family, we think about family governance, right? So usually family governance starts uh, thanks to a leader, a leader who is visionary. You mentioned this uh, before. And uh, a leader who is uh, able to um, motivate the family members around, you know, working together to mm. formulate a vision and to, uh, to come together to make this vision or this dream come true. A leader, of course, he or she can have a vision, but what makes it work in a family business context is defining this vision mm -hmm. together with the family. And that's, you know, where transformational leadership makes uh, the most sense. And in the same time, you know, we, we need also to keep in mind one key characteristic of transformational leadership, which is emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. you know. You were, you know, asking me about the crisis and about, you know, the fact that the leader should reassure the employees and, you know, make them comfortable uh, and confided in the possibility of the family business to deal with the situation. So again, you know, emotional leadership is kind of a primer for effective uh, transformational leadership. And this is particularly useful when it comes to setting up governance structures for the family and bringing everybody on board. And so the other scenario, though, is having what I call good weather governance in place, which means that it's very nice. We have a very clear set of rules uh, that are fairly easy to live and enforce when things are going well. But then, you know, that situation that the leader gets into when you have to enforce governance rules in times of crisis. And I think that that's for me where the transformational leadership part really comes into play. Like, you know, can you in that moment stick to the protocol, stick to the things that you've agreed on? Because it's much harder to stick to things that you've agreed on when times are bad or when, when there are unforeseen circumstances. What do you think are, is the main challenge there for the family business leader or the, the leader that is supposedly transformational? You know, the power of transformational leadership is that it is based on values, right? So a transformational leader has the capacity to uh, actually disseminate those values within the family and within the business. Mm -hmm. And actually research has shown that transformational leaders tend to increase the level of psychological ownership that employees feel towards the business and towards the job. So they would feel as if the business uh, was part of them, although they don't have, you know, any shares. So it, it really gravitates around the values. So um, the leader needs to go back to those values in crisis times, remind, uh, you know, the, the employees and the family about, mm. you know, the importance of those values, but also reflect with them on the past, uh, on the history of the family business. You know, usually family businesses span several generations and uh, they already have overcome crisis in the past. So the idea is really to come together to reflect on how the family business have managed to, uh, to deal with such crisis in the past, how values were important, how it's important to go back to those fundamentals and bring everybody together. So it's it's not only about storytelling, but also about um, making the family and the employees feel part of the history that is going to be written, you know, uh, for the family business. So again, I think the challenges, the resistance could be uh, indeed, you know, there might be a lot of anxiety about what's going to mm -hmm. happen. 
But the fact that, you know, uh, the transformation leader is able to bring everybody to a safe ground, uh, to um, reduce this anxiety, let's say, to create a com confidence, like a trust atmosphere, uh, will actually make, make um, the employees and the family become much more agile in uh, effective decision-making and moving forward. I wanted to ask you whether you feel that because of the times that we live in and because these are complex moments to make very complex decisions that require a lot of different expertise and, and insights, and as you said, different levels of emotional intelligence, is leadership still a lone wolf principle or is it something that has definitively become a team sport? We are living in a changing world and we are seeing many leaderless organizations, uh, you know, developing, sometimes not on the bright side, sometimes on the dark side. But we can see that sometimes there are no leaders uh, for certain actions, but just, you know, a system of belief, a system of values, which is not necessarily always, again, you know, a good system of values or beliefs. But still, uh, there are some followers who act you know, following uh, those systems of beliefs and values. So again, the idea here is to say, in family businesses, we need uh, multiple leaders at different levels. And the complexity of today's world requires that as well. So the next generation here has a great role to play. And uh, the current leaders, uh, you know, have also a big responsibility in empowering the next generation and inspiring them also to be in charge. And this crisis is also an opportunity for that, you know, to educate them, to give them a voice so they can understand, you know, uh, how to operate in such harsh situations mm -hmm. and, you know, and learn how to better um, navigate crisis in the future. So the idea here is really to have co-leaderships, co-creation among family members, Again, uh, the governance system is one, you know, uh, system where the family members can exert the leadership, but not only. We have also many examples of uh, siblings, you know, co-leading together or spouses co-leading together. And this works perfectly. So, uh, and you mentioned, uh, Ramya, uh, that, you know, we need also multiple uh, levels of expertise. And that's why, you know, complementary of, uh, you know, competencies can also be helpful. So co-leading together, or, you know, also maybe thinking this uh, leaderless family business, which is basically... Um, led by uh, the system of values and beliefs of the family yeah. and they you know and the, the learnings from the history at any moment in time it is a big responsibility to be in charge of a family's legacy at any moment in time i think we all feel that weight uh, of being responsible mm -hmm. owners of, of potentially being responsible uh, operational members of a business or a legacy and so not just in moments of crisis but just generally And I think at any moment in time, we'd all love to know whether we're doing the right thing for the future that ensures the future of the business. So aside from this particular point of uh, dramatic, I would say, climax that we're experiencing in 2020, your advice to family business leaders now that are faced with all these moving parts, but also just generally What is it that they should be focusing on going forward when it comes to making sure that they reinforce a culture 
that has a long-term planning horizon, even in short-term crisis moments, but also a culture, as you mentioned before, of inclusivity that ensures that the family business continues to have access to a pool of motivated owners and motivated talent. Like, What do you think are the key things now to focus on as a leader going forward? So you just mentioned it in a way in your question, you know, motivated, uh, full of talent, right? So uh, for me, the key is education, mm -hmm. actually. And we have so many opportunities now that there are many countries in undergoing lockdowns, you know, to see this opportunity to educate the next generation. And this education could be, you know, formal education, uh, you know, like... Uh, enrolling in uh, family business academic programs, for instance. But also it could be the opportunity for family members to dedicate some time, for leaders particularly, to dedicate some time to share the family business stories around webinars and to also, you know, include uh, the next generation in the conversation. So I think going forward, education is key. And let's see this, uh, this opportunity where family members, you know, have less the possibility to physically, you know, meet with each other, to use the time and, uh, yeah, and increase the education level. And that's also how you motivate, you know, uh, so it's, it's part of the game. So it's education on, you know, uh, management, leadership in general, family business, particularly, narrative story. But also uh, about, uh, you know, the history of the family, the mission, the values, uh, which are key. I love that you turned that around for us into a positive. It is an opportunity, I agree, maybe to emphasize a different type of communication, different type of learning. Then we would usually have the time to dedicate to. Thank you very much, Rania, for joining us on the Family Business Voice. Thank you, Rania, for the pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Family Business Voice. Subscribe to our channels now on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher or Spotify to be notified of our weekly episodes. 